0: That's not what that's supposed to look like. Uh, this is Unanimous Indecision. I'm Joshua Troop, and we're here to talk about movies, a lot of good movies, uh, quite a bit of fun things. Uh, if this is your first time listening to us, we talk about a movie, uh, a movie a week, sometimes two, and then we talk about the last week's movie news. Uh, I've got two people that I do this show with. I've got Taylor Wilson. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Always good. Always good to talk about movies also. Uh, Ian Rismondo is joining us this week. Hey. He he found a little little break in his very <laughs> busy schedule for us. Uh, actually, totally though. though. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> actually, though. Yep. Uh, Ian's a busy man. <laughs> uh, we are privileged man. to have Ian joining us this week. uh glad you feel that way. <laughs> Do your your teachers not feel? That? <laughs> um, but <I> so. <laughs> uh, so last week we reviewed Man of Steel. This week we have the sequel to I guess what might end up becoming like Zack Snyder's trilogy of films. Um, in preparation for Zack Snyder's Justice League coming out, we're one month away from that. By the way, that's getting very exciting. Um, so we reviewed Batman V Superman this week. Uh, it was Taylor's first time watching it. Uh, I haven't watched it in a long time. It, Ian, did you get a chance to watch it? I, I've seen most of it, not all the way through. Okay. Um, and we actually, uh, specifically we watched the ultimate edition, which okay. I think is a vastly superior film. Do you uh, know how much the runtime varied? Like, I think it's like 30 minutes. Oh man. Um, I could be wrong. You, you, you check that for me real quick. Yeah, I'll do it okay. um, But I, I want to say it's pretty high uh, in differences because there are full sequences that aren't in that weren't in the theatrical cut. And I, I left walking out of the theater that I was just like, OK, uh, that I, I don't really know what to think of what I just saw. I know we have a Justice League part one is coming and I hope I learn more there. Uh, so, yeah. In uh, in addition to so adding a little over thirty minutes,
1: it also changed the rating from PG thirteen to R.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, because one of the sequences specifically for sure, um, and then other things because why not? Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like the, the the theatrical version just like didn't make a ton of sense to me. There were just a lot of things that just felt very jumpy around. Um, but the ultimate edition feels like a cohesive story uh, in my opinion, at least Taylor, you're, your first time watching this. You've just watched man of steel for the first time. So it's very fresh. Um, how are you liking, disliking this Zack Snyder, uh, trilogy so far? I mean, we, we don't know what the third one looks like yet. So,
2: <laughs> well, um, you know, usually trilogies when it comes to them, uh, 2 is either really good or really bad, I feel like. <laughs> um, and I will say, I don't know if I enjoyed this film. I I felt like it was a lot happening. There's definitely like, a lot going on. Constantly. And it still felt long. Um, it kind of gave me Monster Hunter vibes where it was like <laughs> high pace, like there was moments where it was low pace but like even in the in the low pace moments the intensity was high so yeah you know, like yeah. the
0: conversations that uh lex luther and the senator are having you're like oh the their conversation is literally about killing superman like this mm-hmm. seems very important <laughs> yeah um yeah, it doesn't doesn't give it a lot of breathing room. Uh, just just a caveat for those of you listening to us. Uh, we spoil movies. This is a pretty old movie, so you should expect us to spoil it. Because um, it's been around for five years, six years. Six years. Oh, um, this, this came out 14? W- no, it was 16. It was the same year Civil War. That, that's okay. right. Okay, That's how I remember that. Because both of the Versus movies came out the same year. Gotcha. Um, which probably didn't do this movie any favors since civil war is more shiny um as a movie and a lot more approachable yeah um but more leading up to it 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 had a lot more leading up to it but uh from non-comparison perspective i don't know uh i i like batman v superman I, i don't like it as much as i like man of steel i think man of steel like pretty well crafted its beats Um, But yeah this one's definitely it's like constantly jumping around between like five or six different stories Mm
2: -hmm.
0: even though they only surround like three characters predominantly but it's like uh, Superman and Lois Superman and his mom Superman and the people Uh, (laughs) and then it's Batman and Alfred Batman and the people. Um, and then it's Lex Luthor and the government and, and Lex Luthor and Superman. And then there's kind of this underlying, somewhat underdeveloped line of Lex Luther and Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and then you add in the Wonder Woman of it all also happening throughout this movie, um, uh, even though that's very Lex Luthor-driven. Um it it adds a lot of layers to it. I think the reason why I like it though is that. Um, I like Watchmen, which is a Zack Snyder movie. And to me, that movie feels like it has a lot. I mean, we follow six different characters. There's so much going on. Um, but
1: it's like a three-hour runtime.
0: And it, it also has a three-hour runtime. And there are like specific sequences that if you look at it, you're like, what did this actually have to do with the main story? <laughs> mm-hmm. And part of it wasn't, wasn't a whole lot. But it was about character moments that build up to that final climax. And that's kind of the way this one feels as well is that we get these character moments between Bruce and Alfred or between Lex Luthor and the Senator. Um, We get all these character moments that seemingly aren't necessarily directly related to Batman and Superman fighting. But then you also have that underlying plot line of uh, what's his name, but the, uh, he's missing his he's a paraplegic um or i guess he's more than that but he's missing two limbs i don't know what you call that
2: yeah he
0: uh he's paralyzed because he's missing them so um but yeah
2: paraplegic is a pair right so pair of legs missing paraplegic yeah but like
0: it's not like they're just paralyzed he's missing his legs right like yeah (laughs) um it's not that he can't use them it's that they aren't attached to him yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. It is. I mean, uh, we need to draw the distinction. There. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Maybe it is just paraplegic. I, I have no idea. I'm not an expert of medical terms. Ian. No. <laughs>
1: Listen, my medical terminology you got is mostly really you towards got animals,
0: not, he, not people. Mm-hmm. Don't they have words for when animals are missing limbs? Probably. I'm not there yet though. Okay. Next right now month. I'm learning
1: bony prominences of, of skeletons.
0: <laughs> yeah. You'll be our medical expert by the end right. of this. Um, right. But, uh, but yeah, so like then there's even his story that like is attached to Bruce, it's attached to Lex Luthor, it, it's all these things are sort of connected, but it's a pretty big web. And like Man of Steel really follows three characters, <laughs> it follows Superman, it follows Zod, and it follows Lois. This movie follows like 12 <laughs> maybe not that many maybe it's like eight but well, which is again a lot a lot closer to the watchman number um like like think about watchman like watchman has the whole prison sequence and it's like there's very clearly people that have all this history with rorschach and whatnot and it's like okay sure we're doing this now and then uh night owl needs his confidence back so right <laughs> Let's do that too. Like, there, there's all these subplots uh, that are very character driven, and I love them. I'm I'm there for it. I'm there for the character driven moments. Um, but it does create this very complicated, long story to be. Like, how did we get here in one sitting? Right. Um. Like, like, these are the movies that that like really build up that debate between movies and TV shows, kind of thing. That's like. Well, I guess if we could have had, like, two more hours and we got an hour apiece kind of thing, and it's like that, may, maybe we get a little bit more details about everything, but, uh, and I'm pretty sure even uh, we know uh, Justice League originally, before Zack Snyder left the project, Justice League, the, we, the, the project he delivered to Warner Brothers when he stepped away for personal reasons, which is totally understandable, so it was unfinished. But when he, the thing he handed them was four hours long. (laughs) And obviously there there's going to be cuts made. So maybe it makes to three and a half, maybe it makes to three before he's like, this is my first final cut of this. And then they go, yeah, it can't be that long, which is what happened in Batman V Superman. Uh, I think, I don't remember if he gave him a three hour or three and a half hour because it was six years ago. So I don't remember the news around it at the time. Um, but it, but it was a longer movie and then they were like yeah you can't release a movie this long and so they truncated it released it to theaters a bunch of people didn't like it uh i mean there were still a few people that did like it It was probably 50 50 um but i know a lot more people did like the ultimate edition after seeing the theatrical cut um just to get a more complete story and, and that's the only re- real difference i feel between them like I don't. I don't know if the emotion really changes a whole lot, mm-hmm. but uh, it just feels like a more complete story that actually makes sense in my mind. Um. But a lot of Easter eggs. At, at one time, this was called. Uh, I think it is still called this, right? It's Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice, yeah, is the full title. Um, because this was we were supposed to be getting justice league part one and justice league part two at shortly after. Um, so this was very much supposed to be a, like a lead in, Hey, we're setting up the justice league right. and that's why we get the, the Lex Luthor files. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but yeah, I mean, feel free to jump in here. Otherwise I'm just going to keep rambling guys.
1: Um, <laughs> I, uh, I think Smallville did it better and they did it
0: in three minutes. In three minutes. Introduce the Justice League. <laughs> uh, the scene in the bar. Yeah, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Taylor, what are your thoughts? You've I, don't seen know this if a I lot totally
0: agree I with been. that full statement, but <laughs> <laughs> I think I like this novel, Justice League, regardless.
2: So Zack Snyder is responsible for the most recent Joker film, right?
0: No, no, who, that who? was uh, t- nope. I completely lost his name. Uh, oh, am I thinking of? What do you look for? The director? Yeah, the director. Todd Phillips. Uh, Todd Phillips. It it is a T. Okay. okay. <laughs> I started started with a T and immediately went to Tim Miller, who directed Deadpool, <laughs> and I was like, I don't think
2: that's the same guy.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so <laughs> it's like the same character. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's weird because like, I'm sure people Zach Snyder. So.
0: I don't think was involved in Joker at all. No. Like, okay. not even a producer aspect. Like, I don't believe he was. He could have been, but.
2: I imagine, so so this is just my perspective, but I think from, from how, what I, the little I know about all the, uh, you know, everything to do with Zack Snyder, people either love his stuff or do not like his stuff. Um, 100%. And I think I definitely fall on the side of, like, it's just not for me. Like I, like with this, with Superman and then with, uh, or man of steel. And then with, uh, this project, I don't know if I have high hopes for his version of justice league, but I haven't seen justice league. And we talked about how I'm going to watch his cut first and right. then look at the original. And then that we- sounds like a really cool idea. Yeah. you you'll yeah. have
0: a perspective that most of us won't be able to get. Yeah. Um, um, so, but, but, I, but I think you're right. I think, People who like Zack Snyder movies, especially like Zack Snyder DC movies, will probably like this next Zack Snyder DC movie. People who don't like them, I don't know if you can expect much more than (laughs) what you've already gotten. I mean, he picks his specific tones. He picks his artistic choices. And you could tell that they're almost the same sort of stylistic choices between Watchmen, between Man of Steel, between Batman v Superman. And if those ones haven't done it for you, this
1: I can't guarantee this
0: one. I mean, maybe it will. May- maybe this is just the glorious film that unites humanity. But uh,
2: it's, it's <laughs> you know, weird those... because, like, <laughs> I was just going to say, like, 300 and, like, like Watchmen and. Uh, I asked 300, the best DC movie.
0: <laughs> 300's a great movie.
2: Uh, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he was. Well, uh,
0: Wonder Woman, he didn't do that. He's a producer. He's, he's a, a producer,
2: producer of it. Okay, okay. So, like, I definitely think he's, like... Oh, he did Dawn of the Dead? Huh. Yeah. I think he... It's weird because it's, like, his tone and, like, how he creates these stories or, like, chooses to tell these stories. It's almost, like, coming from my almost exclusive Marvel experience, it's, it's different in a way that, like, I don't know if I can learn to like. So... But but it's interesting right. because like I'm super hyped about Army of the Dead. It's in post production right now, it says, and it's being released this year. Right. Um it, because he's he's done Dawn of the Dead and like this zombie movie, like it's almost like him, like I for some reason I pin him with like a little bit more serious Plus it's Transformer a fresh... style movies. <laughs> <laughs> like like not so like Transformers is a serious movie, but it's like, you know, this movie in particular,
0: Batman v Superman in particular definitely does have, uh, especially in its lighting, um, has the J.J. Abrams lens flare and the the Transformers lens flare kind of overuse Mm -hmm. um, where there's a lot of lens flares and most of them aren't necessary. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) I I do think uh... uh, I think I like Man of Steel more now, though yeah i think i think watched yeah um, because i was like man of steel's okay like i I thought it was good whatever but like now that i've seen this i'm like okay maybe man of steel was pretty good and i was giving it a bad rap but like now is that that the
1: the quality of the movie (laughs) itself or like the story it was
2: telling i think it was just more like yeah like maybe that's it like this 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 story that um Batman vs Superman. There's like a uh, Josh said. There's so many stories going on. Whereas in <laughs> there's a lot going on. in Man of Steel. We get a couple. We get yeah. We get the uh, the reporter. We get him, and we get his family, like the background of him growing up and stuff. So it's kind of like two stories. It's his story, but you know, it's timepiece, flashbacks right. and stuff. Uh, yeah. not timepiece, but flashback. Uh, and probably some more that I can't remember. But like, um. <laughs> You know, I think it was very ingestible because I, I honestly, I can't even say why. I just Is feel it, like Manasu was better. Like, it's just, it's one of those things where it's just like you feel it. And like I, like- I, I
0: could be wrong about this, but I know, like, because you seem to be, uh, at least the way you're describing it, going on a similar trajectory that I went on. Uh, way back in 2016 uh, when this movie came out because uh, I was pretty indifferent about Man of Steel but I was like hey cool Batman v Superman are gonna enter the ring together like that could be fun uh, and then what we got I was just kind of like okay okay. but uh, it really though does build up on we, we were talking last week about like the weight on Superman's shoulders is so crazy that like he literally just has a choice to work with humanity or not.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that movie just completely builds up that decision. And basically the, the decision they come to at the very end is uh, uh, where, when he throws the drone at the general and he goes, hey, you don't need to su- surveillance me. You're going to have to trust me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, he, and then he flies off. Um, and it's kind of that question that, like, it's a decision that he almost has to make every day, <laughs> whether to help humanity or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then, well, when it becomes very personal and when someone like Lex Luthor realizes, hey, Superman seems to uh, protect Lo- Lois Lane quite a bit. Looks like we could take advantage of that situation. Um and then it brings on the implications uh, and then we're still debating his act, his choices, his actions that like obviously we want him to help humanity. We as humans want him to help humanity. but the thing is, all of a sudden the humans don't really want I mean there's a half the human population it's, it's a very political debate. half the human population doesn't want Superman's help. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really builds up on that story that S- Superman has made a decision by the end of Man of Steel that he will help humanity. He will help humanity. He knows not all humans are perfect, but he will help humanity. And so he's he's already made that decision. Now, us being humans, we don't fully know that he's made that decision. The, the humans in the story don't really because they're still afraid i mean he's like a press release <laughs> right i will help humanity at least for the next 10 years and then we'll renegotiate our contract uh- <laughs> but if you piss me off too much right um but like and, and that's the thing is that like humanity understands that he'll have to make this decision every day but to him he's like yeah i i get that you you think that way but I still just want to help you guys. <laughs> and so it's like... It, it's, it's, a, it's an argument that has to happen, but no one wants to have it. Not to draw a comparison um, back to
1: Transformers. Okay. But I'm pretty sure, and I don't remember because it's so long since I've seen them, but the, the one where they uh, are holding... I think it's Megatron underneath the Hoover Dam.
0: That's the first one. Cool. <laughs> uh,
1: they have that exact same... Uh, that exact same is like um, saying like you humans might not want us to help you, but we're we're here to help. Like, you'll just have to deal with that <laughs> mm-hmm. right. it's pretty much the exact same.
2: Yeah, I... you're,
0: you're, yeah that's true. It, it is very much the, the Optimus Prime <laughs> explanation of it all. Right. Um, yeah. um, I will say Superman is just Transformers.
2: The or vice versa, maybe. The thing Uh, about um, (laughs) – one thing I didn't particularly like is uh, nothing in this film is short of spectacular. And that's kind of, like, irritating because then, like, everything seems – like, if everything is fantastic, then everything
1: That's your baseline.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's nullified. So, like, the final fight scene is, like (laughs) – i don't know it's like it's almost kind of ridiculous like just kind of like what's going on as they're like running around doing this and and then on top of all that and spoiler alert big spoiler uh superman dies but we know he doesn't and right and like why even make such a big deal like obviously like i think what it really is is that like society believes he's dead so now he's back in hiding again so he's able to like get a reset on that but other than that, it's like, why did they choose to do such a spectacular death when we as a viewer almost, I mean, are confirmed that, like, he's fine. And well, then- so,
0: so here's here's the thing. It, but, like, we, we actually went through this back in 2016 because, like I said, we knew Justice League was coming and yeah. we knew Superman would be in Justice League. However, though, we didn't know he was going to die in Batman v Superman. But almost immediately, uh, I think it was Zack Snyder at the time. Uh, almost immediately, he said, no, Superman died. He did die. And then people were like, so you're not using him in Justice League? And he said, no, we are. <laughs> so you have to live with that paradox that he is dead, but he will also be appearing in, in uh, I mean, uh, Justice League. I'll but, say something maybe similar happened with Infinity War. But he's definitely dead. He He's uh, the big dead. Um, pointing out specifically
1: when at least the fans' reaction, the audience, right? When
0: up. everyone gets snapped away, and, everyone's like, Oh, the, the implications Spider-Man of all dies. these heroes no, sure. going away.
1: No, they're right. god, we loved him. I'm like, Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> sure, they, they're
0: dead, but they'll be back. We know. I remember this. the I'm okay with everyone's death except Spider Man's. I think, like, <laughs> dude, you got to be so naive. Like, um, these are superhero movies, these, these aren't dramas right they're coming back even though the the quality of superhero movies are really good but you also kind of have to think that like it's like a soap opera you know that like oh my dead brother is back <laughs> like characters get resurrected they come back in somewhat unexplained ways they like quick quick silver and wandavision is back we don't understand that yet but right. see, there's a the different the
1: difference though is that we weren't really expecting him to be back until until we heard about WandaVision and then started rumors started going around. Right. We weren't expecting to ever see him until potentially X-Men, whatever. Right. But but I, I, I think tears out of something that like with this It was movie, a very
0: frustrating thing about the movie, for sure. That it was like, wait, so Superman's dead, but he's gonna come back in the next right. movie. Like you're you're not letting him stay dead. And they should lose his head. What, what is an Earth fighting aliens without Superman um, kind of thing? And we, we don't necessarily get a whole lot of that. Maybe we get a lot more of it in uh, uh, I think, in Zack Snyder's Justice League. but I think in an
1: ideal world where DC movies <laughs> are being pumped out like Marvel movies, that we, we could have had more movies and more time to let, 100%. That, let his death sit and settle with us.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, if we could have gotten uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman before Justice League. And maybe, maybe some uh, others. Can... And Flash, I mean. Flash yeah. It's been floating around for a while, still hasn't come out. but uh, It's just floating in the time force. Yeah, Ian, can you do me a favor and unplug your mic and plug it back in? Absolutely. I, I think that's what the issue is. Um, but yeah, I- Ian's definitely right. I mean we we do have to think about the franchises differently we can't we can't be so comparative about them um but but it is weird like i i don't know I always think it's weird when you kill someone off and bring him back almost immediately <laughs> later because it's like
1: let, if you don't let it sit then wh- what's the point
0: right you you remove the, the the emotion that your next story claimed to have started with
1: what's that what's that top gear meme oh no anyway like it's just (laughs) right they're dead we we, they the director wants you to feel that death and and whatnot and they're like well he's coming back
0: yeah and and it feels it it can feel very manipulative if it's too quick which Um,
1: i think is why this quicksilver has thing has done taken the world by storm
0: partially because it was uh six years ago right um now, if you think about it in the scheme of things, Zack Snyder's Justice League is six years after.
1: <laughs> We've also uh, had so many more movies, and right? More movies without
0: no, but that's that's what I'm saying is like, right? That's, for for that's someone why who it makes sense. for someone who watched Batman v Superman when it came out, and someone who watches Zack Snyder's Justice League when it comes out, it'll be a six-year gap for them. It'll You're be right. a long time before seeing Superman again. <laughs> if the,
1: if they like Taylor managed to not watch Justice League, yeah then for them it'll be fine.
0: Uh yeah. And then um but I don't know. I I really like the movie. My my biggest qualm about it is Lex Luthor is uh so he's he's pretty weird in this movie. Um I don't know if it's just a super um uh, super young Lex Luthor that it has a, he has a very uh, extroverted personality that I don't totally understand. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. Lex Luthor though, to me, there's like, if at any point in the movie you told me he turns into the Joker, I would kind of be like, okay. Uh, Because he acts sometimes so deranged and he's got kind of a laugh. Um, and, And that's just not, the traditional Lex Luthor we're used to, Uh, we're used to a very sophisticated Lex Luthor, this guy who's uh, almost part of the system rather than this Lex Luthor's immediately fighting against the system um, or abusing the system. Um, I mean, like, at one time, Lex Luthor becomes president of the United States. I have a very hard time believing that Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor could even be nominated. (laughs) Mm Like I, I can't think of a sane person that would fight uh, un, until the day where Superman actually starts just killing random civilians where Lex Luthor can go, see, I told you all along. And then people go, you're right. We should elect this guy president until that day comes. <laughs> I mean, but I, I don't feel like think there's a world where Lex Luthor <laughs> gets elected president in this world. Uh, Jesse
1: Eisenberg he- has uh, oftentimes played roles that people don't really like the interpretation of
0: he definitely plays things though uh not not what we're expecting right um and so i i don't uh i don't know what we should expect from it but like it's a weird choice to to me to me jesse eisenberg's lex Luthor is as weird of decisions as jared leto's joker
1: okay yeah, they're true.
0: they're as weird of decisions they made. Uh, Jared Leto, uh, <laughs> like a an L.A. gangster, uh, <laughs> uh, and then they they made that Joker an L.A. gangster, and they made Lex Luthor deranged. And to me, neither of those characters are are those things. Um, now, of course, infinite universes and that. That's kind of where things get hairy that like, yes, is there a Joker somewhere out there that is like a Southern California gangster, but, uh, I'm sure there is. Is there a Lex Luthor that's deranged Of course, but if we're saying that this is the universe we want to focus on, this is the
1: main universe. It's the main story.
0: (laughs) I I kind of had the expectation that we would get a, a much more, uh, now now don't get me wrong, Lex Luthor is still very like he's clearly a genius. Um but I mean he's playing like four D chess in this movie, but just like his actual personality is so unhinged. Um there's like I don't know, there's kind of like a genius that sounds smart and a genius that sounds crazy. Right. And Lex Luther traditionally is the genius that sounds smart in my mind. Um because I, I oftentimes think that Lex Luthor's argument is like super sound. There are very few times in this movie where I think Lex Luthor's argument is sound.
1: It, there's such like leaps in um, logic.
0: Yeah, not necessarily leaps in logic, but it's just like, it's a very extreme perspective. <laughs> like um, He's a very extreme guy. And I get it. He's the guy that's against Superman, and we're not supposed to like him. But uh, there are versions of Lex Luthor, though, that cross that line and make me go, I don't know, Superman, I'm kind of on Lex's side of this one because <laughs> I'm on the side of humanity. I'm not, I'm not necessarily on the side of ultimate good, you know, like um, so sometimes humanity does screw up, but sometimes we need to make those mistakes. That's where I'm at. Um, anyways, are there any other closing thoughts? Uh, I know we're still going to be basically talking about uh, Batman V Superman anyways, uh, with these next couple news to- with these first news topics of the day Um
1: don't think I've seen it but, recently enough to have anything else to yeah. talk about unfortunately um,
2: are we gonna be watching uh, Superman and Lois
0: <laughs> um, I probably will it, you're more than welcome to join me um, I was definitely gonna give it a try um <laughs> But I've been following the CW-verse, although it probably doesn't matter uh, because that whole thing's kind of falling apart.
1: It, we can talk about that a bit
0: later. Um, <laughs> that, or we can talk about it now. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the way they talk about it is that like it's kind of a, a sequel series to Smallville, and I'm like, hey, if it is, if it's a sequel series in spirit, I'm all for that because um, I liked the Clark Kent they built up, so which I I do not feel like was the Clark Clark Kent we got in Crisis. (laughs) He spent 10 years learning to accept his responsibility and become Superman. And at the very end of the show, he decides he will become Superman. He has made that decision that uh, Henry Cavill's Superman had to make. He finally makes the decision that he will be Superman and he will protect humanity. And then what, 20 years later, he decides... Yeah, I'm just going to wear the blue ring and raise some children.
1: Well, you don't know how, uh, like, what he's, what he's been through in the past 20 years.
0: It's true. It's true. And I mean, very clearly, he's, he's. A, I mean, Lex Luthor's president in that world. So it's like, does that mean. Uh, that's the other thing that's weird is that, like, yeah, so Lex Luthor became president, is what we were told. <laughs> but the sequel series. Lex Luthor's not president. They're also using a different Lex Luthor. They're also like, will there be two Lex Luthers because of Crisis? I don't know. It's so common. Yeah, this show well, is so much added to it.
1: They could potentially do that considering the worlds were all like.
0: Right. And we, we had those stories throughout all the shows that we had multiple versions of characters. But right. like, we have a Lex Luthor that's president and a Lex Luthor that's doing Lex Luthor things. I mean, that will let him them get up to very many things. For sure. But they don't so, look the same. I'm pretty sure they're different. That sizes. helps. That <laughs> helps. Um yeah, it'll be I don't know. I I don't know what's going on with that series. I'm interested mostly for the Green Lantern implications if I'm being honest. I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> Not even the Superman implications. Um But, but yeah, so this is the part of the show where we're going to start delving into our news stories. Um, and I just want to remind people to rate, review, subscribe, wherever you're listening to us, uh, on Apple podcasts, Spotify, and also follow us on twitch.tv slash unanimous indecision so that you can join the conversation live and share your thoughts about what did you think about Batman v Superman? What do you think about Zack Snyder movies? Um, Everyone's got their opinion about these these kinds of things. Um, so let's talk movies. Uh, by the way, there are two, like I just said, where you can rate, review, subscribe us. I probably should have said this first, but I'm tired. Um, there are two ways you can find us. One is right here where you're l- watching us live, if you are watching us live, on twitch.tv. Or you can w- listen to us later on audio format, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts are sold for free. We also do two shows here. One is today's show, the Wednesday show at 5 p.m. Eastern time, uh, which we talk about a movie such as Batman v Superman, like it was this week. And then we get into a bunch of movie news that happened over the course of last week, sometimes a little TV news, um, but just some real nerdy conversation. And then on Saturday, this Saturday in particular, we'll be talking WandaVision uh, at noon Eastern time. We're on episode seven, I think comes out on Friday. Um, So we'll be discussing Episode 7 of WandaVision and whatever implications that episode has for the Marvel Universe at whole, Uh, what's going on with the Quicksilver of it all, what's going on with anything whatsoever, just what is WandaVision at this point. Uh, (laughs) uh, So much craziness has happened, anything could happen, and I'd somewhat be okay with it. Um, or at least I'd understand it, whether I'm okay with it or not, but I
1: think so I'd be okay with it.
0: <laughs> let's, let's get into the news. Uh, uh, Taylor, you want to, sure, uh, introduce our news topics.
2: Yeah. So, um, I mean, we have the Snyder Justice League trailer and the black and white version. We've talked about these before, haven't we? Um, briefly a little bit okay
0: uh, so so this trailer just dropped dropped on valentine's day oh okay um you didn't watch it i guess
2: yeah i assumed it was the <laughs> older one that we had nope. gotten
0: that's why we call it news <laughs> <laughs> That makes
2: sense.
0: Um, even if it's a week old <laughs> but uh yeah so it is a new trailer ian then I'll, i guess i'll go to you what did you think <laughs> of this trailer this is our first real look uh at this thing i mean we we had a what was it like? A one and a half minute look, maybe a two right. minute, uh, with the hallelujah music. It it was more Which of an announcement right. that this thing's being made and almost finished. Uh, but this what? is a real trailer.
2: Why is uh, all these like? I feel like these trailers are um, always four by three.
0: Well, because uh, <laughs> the the movie is going to be in a very specific aspect ratio. <laughs> Um, and I'm pretty sure it is four by three. Um, and I, there, there was an article about it. I didn't include it, but, uh, yeah, Zach Snyder said <laughs> the the article was titled like, um, cider Snyder sides with square because four <laughs> by three is a more square, uh, resolution than the typical widescreen format we're now used to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. And uh, he stands by the resolution. He says there's more to see. Uh, at least with this particular story, I don't know. Well, if that's always it's always true, but it's I mean, true with it's The Simpsons, right? The Simpsons—they cut that off
1: and <laughs> definitely focusing your vision on a more area. There's not like less like yeah. peripheral for you to look at.
0: You're less likely to miss something in in a square screen. Um,
1: to use a to use a sciencey term, uh, you're more focused on your area centralis.
0: So sure, yep i'm sure that's uh,
1: correct well it is I uh trust
0: you can't stop
1: My cats are fighting um so i liked this trailer i think one of the biggest takeaways immediately was uh the future scene
0: with, right uh, obviously the, the big mic drop at the right, end right um, see see before when you, when you wanted to talk about joker i did not want to talk about joker I, I was like are you kidding me? we get like this blurry photo that it looks like he has longer hair i don't care now I want to talk about Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm all for talking about Joker. Now now we got an on-screen colorized visual, um, even though the movie may not be colorized as, as the uh, Justice is Gray different. version. Right, so there will be two, two versions different. of this movie, uh, which is a little interesting. Uh, we will be getting a colorized so, <laughs> version and a black and white version. And the so director be, says he prefers the black and white one.
1: So there will be three versions of Justice League total. There'll be right. the theatrical release and we'll have the Zack Snyder cut, but there's two versions of that.
0: <laughs> right. Which I'm wondering, are they going to be like just identical with, and the other one's just black and white? I wonder if there's different
1: shadings rather than just strictly changing the color to black and white. I wonder if it just adds, I don't know if they messed around with any of the lighting to make it.
0: I'm not sure. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, cool either way. Definitely check them out. Check both of them out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know when I'll check out the black and white version. I guess if it's really good, I'll why, I mean like, sure. Why not? Yeah. Uh, I'll want to watch it again. Anyways. Um,
1: what was, what'd you think about this trailer?
0: Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start going into it. Um, but Ian, let's try a different thing cause your mic's still a little messed up. Do um, yeah. I try and leave the, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll and then come back? Um, but so Taylor, you didn't watch any of it.
2: Uh, I watched it just now.
0: Oh, you watched it just now. Uh, did do you have audio or.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: OK, so so what are your thoughts on this thing? Um, as you can tell, it looked vastly different than the other one, although it still has the somber music.
2: Um, still looks like a lot is happening in this film, like the trailer. I mean, it's four I... hours.
0: This is, this is a two and a half minute trailer for a four hour movie
2: we're going to have to set a timer and we're going to have to, you know, do a mid break point when things get died In down. Intermission, for, Yeah.
0: There was talk that, uh, he said he would, if this movie goes to theaters, he would recommend because I, so he, there's talk that it would actually have to be on theaters to instantiate an intermission,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, because it would affect, uh, it, it kind of goes both ways, but, um, it could affect people's enjoyment of the movie. So it's like, you'd think it would be the studio's perspective, but longer run times mean less show times.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's a lot of talk that Endgame, game, the sole reason Endgame game wouldn't catch up to avatar, even though isn't avatar a three hour movie. Uh, I think it's close. Maybe it's only two and a half hours, but there was a lot of talk that Endgame game couldn't catch up to, um, to avatar because it was a three hour movie. Mm-hmm. And so just by the sheer physical restriction of a time limit that mm-hmm. there would be less showtimes. Yeah. Um, and then the no, movie ends up. Yeah, so 20 minutes longer. Um, so so that was a reason that just runtime, people were saying that would be a huge box office limiter for endgame um, to, to not allow it to catch up to Avatar. Now, I don't think anyone's expecting if Zack Snyder's Justice League went to theaters, which as right now, I don't think there's any talk of that except for where hbo max doesn't exist Mm -hmm. um so i don't think there's any talk of that but they but he did say that if it went to theaters he would recommend an intermission
2: (laughs) the um
0: which i think is interesting
2: i will say like i feel it feels bad man for for zach because like I don't know. He, he's literally telling a five or six movie story in three movies. Right. And it's like, (laughs) and it's not even weighted evenly. Like man of steel is a one movie movie. Like, I don't think it should be. Right. right. It's not, it's
0: not like he's telling two movies per movie. Yeah. It's just one, one, three. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He, he has, he, if he is trying to like really complete the narrative, maybe he's not. Maybe he'll just leave it open ended and be like, "This is what Justice League was going to be. There was supposed to be two more, and mm-hmm. this is the reality of things." But I'm glad you got to see this one. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, maybe it does just end that way that this movie isn't trying to do three movies' job jobs. Um, but maybe it is. Could could have all that weight on it. I mean, yeah. And we've seen yeah. what that kind of thing can do. I mean, Rise of Skywalker tried to wrap up nine movies that were all had very different creative visions <laughs> and it somewhat struggled at least in my opinion.
2: Yeah. Uh I will say though, the Joker looks cool. Um I, I'm interested in how much show time he actually has. I don't think it's going to be a lot. I mean, four hours, he might have 30 minutes. I think it's going to
0: be. I, nice. Yeah. I, I don't even know if it's that much.
2: No, well, well, thirty uh, minutes of like total like interest time, like basically like not his on-screen time, but like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Just people like talking, like, about, talking him. about him.
2: I think it'll still probably be a lot less than that.
0: Uh, I, I could see twenty upwards of twenty, but I yeah, something.
1: probably like ten.
0: Yeah, I don't think it'll be that high, mostly because of the scene. It looks like it in. It's in. It's um, like a vis- like a, a it looks a like engine. that continuation of the scene that's in Batman v Superman which is Batman in some, it's kind of his, it's his dream of, uh, well, it's sort of a dream, but also sort of forced upon him by the flash, um, that this future flash from this really bad, uh, desolate future where Dark Side has come and Superman sided with Dark Side, And so, and Superman has a cult following of humans, and you have, I forget what they're called. They're either called the Red Capes, like Lex Luthor says, or they're called the Sons of Superman, I think. Um, and you have these people basically just trying to kill anyone who's against Superman and therefore against Darkseid. And Darkseid's not a good guy.
1: Uh, <laughs> one thing uh, I think, because I think one of the, like early on after Justice League came out, there was talk that, like, it wasn't the completed vision. It's like might dark side
0: still messed up. Oh well, we're just gonna have to live with it.
1: Uh, sorry. I, don't... I apologize. Uh, it's,
0: it's all good, but I was hoping we could fix it for our listeners, but uh, we're gonna have to deal with it.
1: Deal with it later. Uh, I'll, I'll try not to talk too much.
0: <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I
1: believe that one of the complaints was that uh, dark side was like more of a herald and not the true evil.
0: Uh, it was the other way. Okay. Steppenwolf is the Herald. Gotcha. On dark side. Okay. Um, which was was even a little bit the vibe we got in Justice League. Um, but they did cut a lot of that out. Uh, but so they, yeah, the original Justice League cut out a lot of the dark side implications and kind of just really focused on Steppenwolf, but. This movie, I mean, we actually have an on-screen dark side. Now, maybe that's just during the dream sequence again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it certainly builds up more of that implication of Steppenwolf being this step in, stepping step stone. There we go. That's why his that's name bad. is Steppenwolf. That was bad. We've solved it. Uh, years and years of people have been wondering, why would you ever <laughs> call him Steppenwolf? Uh, but uh, he's a stepping stone for Dark Darkseid. Uh, and, and this movie seems to lean a bit more into that, at least according to the trailer. Um, but yeah, Joker seems super interesting uh, in this. Even even if we get a little bit... I, I'm more intrigued. I mean, we, we saw the trailer for Suicide Squad way back when, and Joker was in that. Jared Leto's Joker was in that. And I had the same feeling that I walked out of the theater with that I had when I saw the trailer, which is, that's the Joker we're going with? okay, I guess. Whereas this time it's much closer to the similar reactions I had to, uh, I mean, I guess I don't remember dark Knight, but you thought uh, it was Joker? I, yeah, I don't remember that trailer, but I remember that movie. Um, and it definitely has vein of that vein of, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's, um, Yeah, I, and I don't know if that's just the longer hair, the cleaner look. Um, but I
1: mean if he can play off the success of recent jokers or more popular He also still.
0: appears to be a bit more serious why so serious but and like both of those jokers were very serious
1: I think we um, can appreciate a bit more of a serious joker from suicide squad
0: right um, and so yeah uh, but I, I'm intrigued uh, I still don't know what to think of it because part of me the whole time is just gonna be like but is suicide connected Suicide squad connected.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Um, because it was supposed to be. And so I, I don't totally understand that. Um,
1: the world may I, never know.
0: but Who will know? I, I like the fact that Darkseid's actually on screen. Um, we got a little bit more. I got to tell you, I wasn't like, I mean, I was excited that f- from the teaser we had with the Hallelujah song. I was excited from that, but I was just like, yeah, but it's still a ways out. But now we're a month out and we get this trailer and this trailer has a ton of new scenes that I didn't fabricate in my head or were in Justice League Um, because I really don't remember which. Um, But seeing this, I was like, I actually am getting excited for this now. Like this is this does look like a maybe it's the same story as far as like you could extract similar bullet points. But I was like, but it does look like we're going to be get told a lot of different things than we got in the other movie, and so I was like, and that's pretty cool.
1: It's not necessarily a great thing that we as fans were able to get Zack Snyder's Justice League going, as like what that means for the rest of the film industry. But now that we're here, I'm like, I kind of want to see this movie. Like,
0: yeah, it's definitely on us as fans to be like okay, if it's good, we support it and whatnot and all all those good things. Um, But it's like every every time fans win like this sort of petition kind of thing um, that it's like, no, granted, it's it's a little different because like even the director was pushing it, the original director was pushing it. But like, this, this is very rare. Like the closest thing I can think of it was relatively recent, which is the Sonic change. And it was very much just the people versus the studio. Right. Um, and w- whenever the fans win this sort of thing, they really have to support it financially because if, if they ever want their opinion taken into account ever again, uh, we have to show studios that our opinion will put our money where our mouths are.
1: That's a good point.
0: Um, but additionally, we also have to be mature enough to be like, hey, well, good or bad thank you for making this. Just thank you for making it. And we have to realize, Hey, they didn't have to make it in the first place. They, they didn't have to employ all these people for that amount of time. Um, they there, we could have just continued without it, but they chose to make it. They chose to put a lot of money into this, a lot more money into this. I think it was like upwards of $70 million. Yep, Like that's not pocket change. So they chose to do that. So we we do have to be a little bit grateful and not immediately go this one's really bad or this one's really good, but they should also make a director's cut for this movie. <laughs> now that we've won this battle, to the next one. Like we we as fans should really pick and choose our battles. Um now that's very hard because we all have our individual thoughts and what we would all like to be remade. Um but do you it,
1: remember when I told you a while back that David Ayer went on Twitter right. and said, Hey, this is not my cut of the suicide squad.
0: Right. No, for sure. And that that's kind of the one that I'm a little bit afraid of also maybe star Wars stuff, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know for the, for the most part, I'm pretty much against, I'm against making a new cut of a movie that is against the director's wishes. Now, Justice League is a bit weird because it kind of has like two directors (laughs) so much to the point that there's claims that it's just straight up two different movies. Um, So that's a little different. David Ayer, on the other hand, unless the studio is like super like pushing him around, like that is messed up. But I would think that he would like not want to work with the studio again if that was the case right because he probably feels like disrespected kind of stuff no no of course you take the jobs that come to you sometimes but i don't know we we didn't necessarily hear too much drama from like i mean yes there was drama around suicide squad but it wasn't particularly around the directing of the movie it was from what i remember
1: it was more around the cast i believe
0: <laughs> right and so it's like i don't know it's weird that we didn't hear drama and the dramas like some it appears to be retroactive.
1: It, it definitely seems like,
0: Hey, coming off the success of Zack Snyder's getting a movie. Now. I mean, maybe, maybe he was pushed around quite a bit. I mean, JJ Abrams has made claims that rise of Skywalker was pushed around a little bit, but the thing is JJ Abrams doesn't want to remake rise of Skywalker. So why would I want him to, <laughs> right. I don't want him to do something. He doesn't want to do. Um, and then now if David Ayer really wants to, but, again, he's got to convince people people's checkbooks. That's to, a,
1: it's a uh, hard uphill battle. He's gonna
0: fight. <laughs> um, and if we don't, sh- even if he is right, if we don't show Zack Snyder's cut some love, uh, at least by trying it, at least by watching it, um, then why would they even consider David Ayers' cut True of Suicide Squad? No, not even that. I don't even know if I want that, but if he makes it, I'll watch it, no doubt. But uh, <laughs> that might not be a project that
1: we as fans should fight for,
0: <laughs> right? Like, like I said, we gotta pick and choose our battles as fans, um, which isn't an easy thing to do. It's not an easy right. thing to do because we we get into these tiny little corners, and we all eventually come to some, somewhat of an agreeable opinion, and then think everyone thinks this way, and everyone should think this way, and isn't always a healthy line of thinking. Um, but let's move on from the justice league. We will be watching both of those movies, uh, that week of March 18th. Um, yeah, we will be watching Zack Snyder's justice league. We will be watching the original justice league by Joss Whedon and we'll, we'll get to refresh our thoughts, have thoughts about a new movie and those are all good things. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we got next, Taylor?
2: The next one is uh the one of a surprisingly long running series. Um well actually not so surprisingly long running because it is a kind of like a big token in the horror division, but paranormal activity seven uh is getting uh well has gotten a director. Um and it's uh the director who made Underwater, uh Will is it Eubank? Yes, Will Eubank. That's what I would go with. Um, and uh, let me just say, not a horror person at all, but I am familiar with the underwater film that was made. I, I have seen it.
0: I actually watched it not too long ago, maybe like a month ago. Um, it's interesting. It is a very interesting movie. Is it a really good movie? I haven't totally decided yet. Okay. <laughs> um, It's very intriguing. It's very interesting. There's a lot going on that I'm just like, I want to know more. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's telling this like, it's trying to tell this very human story amidst these alien underwater Mariana Trench creatures. I don't remember if they were actually alien or not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, That are super sentient and... (laughs) it seemed like they just wanted to kill people, but they had a hive. I don't, I don't know They, I I've only seen it once. So maybe on a rewatch, I'll, I'll understand more of it, but I also don't know if I want to rewatch. It was very anxious. There's a lot of anxiety watching that movie. Um, But I mean, it's well acted, Uh, (laughs) which is always a good thing to see. Uh, It definitely has like a lot of good bullet points under its radar. So like, as far as directed, I mean, other than like, the movie just being like so visually, so visually dark because it's largely underwater. So there's there's a lot of times where you're like, "What is going on?" Um, mm-hmm. Other than that aspect, it's pretty well directed. I gotta say, like, it's very cohesive. Nothing feels super out of place. Um, any any choices that had to be made, I think, were made in service of the story. Uh, and so, like, as far as direction goes, that's great. Uh I haven't seen any of the paranormal activities. So I don't know.
1: I, I have a bit of uh, of info about this series, which I think is pretty interesting. Okay. Uh well this will be the longest uh time in between releases of any of the
0: Right. Yeah, I, I think they thought they were done, even to the point to where like I think they talked about it that it it's a it's not necessarily a reboot and it's not necessarily a sequel, but it's like we're reanalyzing the the whole concept gotcha. of it. And so we're going to continue, but yeah, as of, uh, as
1: of with, with, the six, with the release of the sixth one and all the money that's made, uh, this series as a whole has grossed over 30 times the overall budget.
0: For sure. I mean, they are some of the most profitable, profitable movies in general, let alone most, I mean, hor- the horror genre is always one of the most interesting genres from a film right. perspective, because I, I, you don't have to if do if you're looking at, at these numbers, do, do you have how much the first paranormal activity was made for? It, uh, it's, it up. it's a very low number. um, And that's kind of what the horror genre like allows. Uh, it doesn't need high action sequences. It often tells more by showing less. And so it has this huge benefit of whatever it is trying no to way. create. It's, it's a very low number.
1: 15000 dollars. There
0: you go. And and I'm pretty sure it grossed maybe upwards of a hundred million. Uh two uh two hundred million. Two hundred million. Dude, that is a crazy percentage if you're looking at like <laughs> uh, me? budget versus uh so like and the horror genre is one of the only genres that really lends it to itself to this. Uh, oh yeah, because you don't have to spend money showing <laughs> yeah. the bad thing on screen. You don't have to spend money showing the, the big scary monster. On screen, like it's great. Um, and so, like, I mean, it's the whole thing that, like, Jaws is such a good movie because you don't show the villain. J- Jaws is like a revolutionary horror movie, um, even though it's not necessarily a horror movie, <laughs> uh, but it's a revolutionary horror movie because it, it was one of those movies that really spearheaded the idea of telling more and showing less. Mm-hmm. Um, that you only show the fin of the shark for most of the movie. Yeah. Um, and it's like, now they had they had to do that. They, they that. couldn't
1: actually show more,
0: <laughs> uh, but it
1: worked out for them.
0: But that that limitation, that real limitation created a great scenario for them. So much so that movies like Paranormal Activity and a lot of other modern horror movies follow that same model of hiding the scary thing. Um, because it's more scary if it's hidden, <laughs> like, uh, what's more scary than a serial killer, an invisible serial killer, <laughs> right? Invisible man was made for a very small amount of money and probably would have made a lot more, but it still was very financially successful despite the COVID of it all
1: true uh until you mentioned covid i wasn't sure which version of invisible man
0: you were talking about (laughs) yeah not the original i was was uh, like okay
1: okay waiting for it waiting for it got (laughs) it all right cool yeah um something else that's interesting so this movie has been this movie was announced back in june of 2019 they were like working on this this this
0: one in particular yes with with bloomhouse
1: with set with the seventh installment of the paranormal okay activity so it was at least announced in 2019 that paramount was like hey it's in development yeah uh and it was supposed to come out march of last year uh <laughs> didn't
0: obviously they forgot to make a movie
1: <laughs> right exactly that, that's the reason they it just they had so much on their schedule that it just or by them but i mean i don't know I, it's i, I don't want to say like horror is a niche crowd because like it's one of the it most is profitable
0: a, it still is a niche crowd um despite that i mean all all genre films are a niche crowd i mean
1: okay well let's um, see if we're going like that watching cinema in general is a niche crowd
0: uh i don't necessarily agree with that but <laughs> i mean like to an extent of yeah everything's a niche crowd but but i mean like why like fans of western fans of superhero movies now you could argue maybe it's not necessarily niche anymore right but for 10 years ago for 30 years it was a niche crowd <laughs>
1: um ever wondered why the uh the 1994 <laughs> right. fantastic four didn't do well <laughs>
0: right didn't exist i mean it exists but it in wasn't D. released yeah and so like it is a very niche crowd but um and we've seen this this kind of a similar thing with horror that there's been a lot of recent really high quality horror films mm-hmm. um because there's a lot of bad horror films out there because they have such low um, low budget capabilities that almost anyone can make them. And that's not always a good thing. (laughs) Uh, but there's been a lot of good horror films in recent years. Um, and so it is attracting a larger and larger audience. It's audience size is increasing and becoming less niche, but trying to
1: find, but obviously
0: between the three of us, the three of us, I believe still hate horror and get very skittish. Um, just about the idea of watching a horror film
1: <laughs> so
0: it's actually uh an interesting
1: decision i mean i know that they've been in the works trying for the seventh installment for a few years but the the sixth installment was the poorest like financially
0: what do you mean uh, like budget-wise yeah, or revenue-wise box-wise. yeah revenue-wise.
1: Okay. uh so i had a budget of 10 million and it grossed uh i think 30 million
0: say that's not great uh <laughs> I guess that's why it took her so long for seven because they had to reanalyze, decide if, all right, uh, it, are sorry. we done?
1: <laughs> uh, it's 78 million total. So Sure,
0: but I mean, uh, the box office going down, which you don't necessarily want if you want this to keep going. Right. <laughs> um, and you, you'd ideally like it to be the same or better mm-hmm. uh, if you want to keep making these movies. And so they probably had to reanalyze. It's probably why this took so long. Reanalyze, decide, maybe rewrite the their original concept for the story. Um,
1: who knows? Maybe like the horror market is doing better right now. Like I don't I don't really know too much about it, like what's going on uh, movie-wise, but
0: may, yeah, maybe also just putting some distance between paranormal activity six that just like okay, we made that, let's wait five years or however many years, four years, however many years it is, and just be like, Okay, there's been some time, let's go again. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, it's been, uh, t- last week. came out in 2015. So, yeah.
0: So it's been a while. Uh, yeah. so, so maybe they, they acknowledge that like, okay, maybe this, this wasn't, we, we made some mistakes on this one. Uh, this isn't what people wanted. So let's retool it and see if, uh, we can refresh this franchise in people's mind. Um, but if we can't, maybe this is the end. And that's
1: kind of what's been happening actually with a lot of the horror franchises is that like they're going through like a refresh right now
0: um yeah there's a lot of different takes i mean like the happy death day those are kind of a new whole kind of horror movies yeah. um that other one that just came out freaky is kind of in that i think it's made by the same people so that explains it but um uh and then you have the midsomar and heritage is that what's called uh hereditary that's what's called okay. um and so it's like you kind of have the, these fresh takes on the horror genre, or at least a little bit more fresh compared to... um, Because don't you remember when first Paranormal Activity came out, there were so many movies that came out immediately after trying to capture that exact same concept.
1: I think I remember something about Paranormal that. Activity. It was like, it was like a, a blowout of...
0: Yeah, I, I I can't think of any off the top of my head. I just remember it felt like every horror movie advertisement felt like Paranormal <laughs> Activity advertisement. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know too much. Um, I, I don't know if there's a director they could assign to this that would actually convince me to watch it, but cause <laughs> yeah. I, cause I'm a he cat about it, but I'm happy for fans of this franchise that it will continue for them. Good. Good at for least, you. It's always at least for one more run. <laughs> yeah. At least for one more. Run. Uh, moving along. What we got next.
2: Okay. So our next thing is that we have a face-off sequel. Is it actually a sequel, or
1: is
0: it? It is a sequel. Interesting. Oh, well, he's calling it a sequel. We'll find out if it's a really a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I have never uh, seen the first one, so
0: neither. I have I. Ian has seen the first one.
1: I'm pretty sure the first one, if I remember correctly, it's just mostly like SWAT teams shooting at each other.
0: Yeah. So it's. A lot of people talk about it as one. It, it's like up there with like pretty bad movies ever made. I will not right. want say worst movies ever made, but like it's, it's a bad movie. People who love this movie say it's a bad movie. You can like it for being a bad movie. That's totally fine. It's totally fine. Um. So Nicholas Cage, John Travolta, they get their faces literally swapped <laughs> instead of, instead of doing like a, a, A a body swap kind of movie. (laughs) They've literally from my understanding is they actually cut their faces off and put them on the other person. So instead of a body swap, it's just a face swap. Um, and it's just ultimate action, ultimate chaos. Um, it's I actually enjoyed this. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like a great concept, but I guess uh from a narrative perspective, it maybe isn't the best. Um, it's
1: been, it's been a long time since I've seen this. So this, the original one came out in 1997. Um, it's been a very long time since I've seen this movie and I'd, I'd probably have to go back and watch it to really appreciate it. Cause I don't, I'm not recalling too much, um, but I definitely recall like enjoying watching
0: this. Movie. Right. I mean, the, the way people talk about it's kind of how I feel about like speed. Um, yeah, now now, really... now now I actually don't think speed is a terrible movie. Like, Looking at it, I'm like, there's actually a lot of good elements in speed separate from me just liking it for no reason kind of thing. Like, I, I feel like I'm justified in liking speed. But at the same time, there are moments where they jump. It's a very realistic movie, and then the bus jumps a freeway. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, mm, okay, sure. <laughs> uh, I guess, okay. Uh, so, so it's stuff like that. That, that make me go is this actually a bad movie maybe <laughs> i understand why a lot of other people don't like it but uh but yeah cool uh do you guys think this will actually be a sequel because the way I see it is that no they're kind of just branding it as a sequel but they're not going to reference the original whatsoever
1: i don't think there will be I it'll think be a se-
0: it'll be a sequel in spirit but more yeah. like a remake
1: Yes, I think that's probably the best way to, uh,
0: like it. it it'll be it won't be a remake because it's not the same characters, right? Like it's not the same concept necessarily. Maybe they're not on the SWAT. They're not on SWAT teams. Maybe it's police or something. If
1: this is if this is a sequel, do, do you think there'll be a guy to be like, hey, remember that thing that happened 20, 20 years ago that was like these guys switch their faces, and like there's gonna be one guy in this movie that actually has his sense right. about him.
0: And and maybe he brings up and that's how it's a sequel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Okay.
1: Maybe, maybe, but effectively I think it's a sequel in spirit, not in
0: in content, which I think is the best way to do it.
1: I don't Um, see how you could.
0: Unless you could get Nicholas Cage and John Travolta back to actually make a sequel where they swap. Do they swap back at the end of the movie? Cannot tell you because it would be great if like they had to live with each other's face for like twenty years, <laughs> and then they swap back. There's a sequel pitch. They finally, <laughs> live their lives. <laughs> um. But yeah, sure, great. Um, I, I think it's a little it was... interesting that this it's Adam Wingard directing. Okay. What um, else he done? <laughs> Godzilla versus Kong. There you go. And that's pretty much his first director's credit so i guess this shows that although it's paramount so so it's a different studio i was gonna say i guess this shows confidence in the director but i don't know if paramount how knows how well godzilla vs kong is if (laughs) i mean but
1: it got past the uh the initial viewer so i do
0: think this is a pretty good movie for an early director i mean the people who are attached to the concept most of them know that it, the original's pretty bad so i guess they can't be expecting a great movie out of this right well like <laughs> if, if
1: he does manage to do a good job then that'll, right. set, him a, that'll set him apart yeah. if it doesn't be like i hey, it was it, it was face off who cares
0: right it's it's a pretty uh, net positive kind of choice <laughs> pretty much no matter how you slice it uh, let's keep going here Oh, that's right. All right. So for this next one, uh, I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit. Um, so Gina Carano, stepping in the Star Wars side of things, which we'll be talking about Star Wars for a little bit here. But uh, Gina Carano earlier this week was uh, fired from the Mandalorian. Uh, she was also fired by her agency. Um, and so there's a lot of ways we could talk about this um there's a lot of opinions i know we all have about this that being said the only part i actually want to talk about this um is what is means. what does this mean for a show that she was actively a part of and that's the mandalorian or for the universe she was actively a part of what does it mean for star wars and that's kind of where i want to have this conversation um like i said we all have our opinions. And that's totally fine. And I'm sure we're all right in our own different opinions. <laughs> uh, figure out that paradox. But uh, what I really want to talk about is, so Gina Carano played Cara Dune on The Mandalorian. Uh, I, I think I had the expectation that the Cara Dune character would largely continue in Rangers of the New Republic. Um, and so what, what do you guys think this, this means for those shows?
2: Um. Um. I, so, what is her presence on the show like? Because I haven't seen the show.
0: She's, she was in. Ian, you can correct me on this. I want to say okay. five episodes. Mm-hmm. Five episodes of the Mandalorian. It could be six, actually. Maybe it was three each season. It might have been. Uh, uh yeah. I, I'm actually gonna say six. She was in six episodes out of sixteen. She's kind of other than the Mandalorian and Grogu. She's like the biggest character. Yeah. She's kind of like, if you have a tier list of recurring characters, Mm -hmm. it was the Mandalorian, the lead Grogu, the arguably the second lead. And then it's Cara Dune. She's number three Mm -hmm. on this show. Um, and then six out of 16 episodes, I believe and a pretty big role in all those episodes.
1: Yeah. And I think you were, I think you were right in assuming that she was going to go on, uh, into the Rangers of the new Republic. Um, it looks like that was like a right. face. She, that was, she was
0: just made a marshal
1: right a face um, that's known to fans like that would lend some credence to the to the project as a whole like hey hey we know this character we like this character right. here's a new show she's in the role so mm-hmm. um i don't know it's talking about the rangers in the republic i don't know if it super negatively impacts it other than because like just like any other show that we don't know anyone that's attached to it, that <laughs> yeah. it's it's now just like that. Because before, yeah, she, I mean, she was had, kind of
0: the only person we knew, right? Right.
1: So if we had if we had had her in the role, we we know at least one name that's attached to it. Now we know mm-hmm. nothing. It's not like we're not super well negatively affected by this, um, right? I guess maybe it's a bit of a change in direction from what they wanted to tell, or at least a change in like one of the leads.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I think we're we're. Ne- let me say I'm negatively impacted by this because I I was fond of the Cardoon character. I think, uh, that's how sure. I feel negatively impacted. But other than sure. that, uh, I, I think from like a delaying standpoint, I don't think this project was super <laughs> far along right. that like we're not it it's gonna be a year later than it should have been or something. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: So. And it will just it'll just follow a different character. It's not again, sure, right. we don't get to see Cardoon in it. Uh but from like a show as a whole i don't know if it's going to too negatively affected.
0: yeah i i think you're right and i, I was actually with cara Dune attached to it because initially remember what my initial pitch was for rangers of the new republic i said space cops
1: i am so surprised um, you called this too and
0: i forget i forget what my name was for it i was it new republic patrol that's what it was yeah I think nrp so. new republic patrol man i almost got it new ranger rangers of the new republic
1: you were close um
0: but, yeah, but but my pitch was actually to follow the X-Wing uh, TIE Fighter Space Cops. Now, it, it proposed a little bit of a problem because almost four, four, three out of four, four out of five uh, of those X-Wing New Republic Space Cops we got in The Mandalorian were all played by directors of the show, <laughs> and I did not expect them to play in their dry humor not caring uh, pilot attitude I did not as directors I did not expect them to do that for an entire show but I expected them to capture that energy with new characters uh, I thought that's where they could go and maybe they will still maybe but the moment they were like it'll be called Rangers of the New Republic and they made Cara a Marshall I was like maybe it's not my pitch maybe it's just about cara dune but now without cara dune what is it
1: (laughs) they've got time to figure it out um so because i i did or i was under the the uh idea that this was going to follow around and i think because you convinced me so thoroughly that it was just going to follow around like um the x-wing fighters just like patrol in the university and what's going on yeah dealing dealing with threats as they pop up and and some, maybe maybe chasing some smugglers. Who knows? Right. Um, but yeah, with when we got that, Cara Dune had given was given marshal rank. I guess it, it would have been more land based because you know she's got like a territory. To <laughs> yeah, watch
0: I don't, I don't know. Like, watch over. <laughs> are you? Can you be a marshal and travel away from your town, like? I feel like that's a pretty bad marshal if you know. right. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, yeah, uh I I don't know where this show goes and then talking about the Mandalorian um again I think she was going to s- step away maybe maybe only come up back for like one episode or something. Right, come back for the um,
1: to see hey, it's the group getting back together.
0: But I will say there was discussion that uh maybe rangers of the new republic ahsoka uh book of boba fett and the mandalorian is that all of them i'm gonna I've go with yes for, for a moment um there there was talk that all these shows that are spinning off from the mandalorian would may <laughs> would maybe come back together to tell a story and i was like is that a separate show or is that just season four of the Mandalorian? They all step off, do their own thing for a season while Mandalorian has season three does. It's very uh, inside baseball Mandalorian story. And then they all come back to face Thrawn or something um, that they really build up during the Ahsoka show. And she comes back and she's like, y'all are the ones that pissed him off in the first place. I mean, other than like in rebels when Ezra pissed him off, but (laughs) Uh, she goes. Y'all pissed him off recently, uh, and so <laughs> you need to come help fix this. Um, and she reassembles them all together. I don't know, but uh, that, that's kind of the way I felt about it. And I was like, oh, that kind of stinks. That like, man, the chapter sixteen of Mandalorian. That's the last time we're gonna see that big group together, right? Um, and maybe someone will die later, and it would be they start going their separate ways and they like, uh, it's kind of like, um,
1: agents of shield where like, this is the last time you all be in the same room together. Now
0: there is a, right. <laughs> there is another possibility. Okay. There's another possibility. It's not completely off the table, but let, let me ask these two different questions. Okay. They could recast her. They could recast Cara Doom. Yes. Um, So my question is, do you think they should and do you want them to? It's a big question, obviously. (laughs) Um, I imagine... I could ask a third question. Will they?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll do you one better. Why would they? Um, I think that they've had at least a general direction for where they want the card and character to go. I,
0: they've got, I should say not, not should they, but do you think they will? And do you want them to?
1: Yeah. Um, like I said, they've, they had, they had a direction that they want this character to go. Like Mandalorian had what, five seasons rumored potentially. Uh, uh,
0: uh, yeah. Something and like so that. there's
1: just a, a general idea that like this character will pop up here and there potentially then the rest the rinks republic um if they wanted to keep those storylines that they've written or the ideas that they had like the the outline that they had written they definitely could uh recast i know that i have a feeling that uh a bit a lot of the fans won't be happy at first um but it would let a lot of fans that aren't
0: happy now not <laughs> true
1: um well, i think the fans would be unhappy because it would be a different person in the role yeah rather than rather than the character coming back at all that's what i meant to say right um i don't
0: know would yeah. i want
1: the character recast
0: i'd like to see more of the character right i'm like cartoon interesting i <laughs> right it i mean like if i had it my way there would be no change but right. like, there would also be no controversy if I had my way. But uh, and so like the because I really like Gina Carano in the role. She she's one of the few female action heroes we had we had past tense. Um, she's one of the few female action heroes that we had in a huge franchise that I really felt like she had. Like when Rock when the Rock punches someone, I don't expect them to stand up through that. <laughs> when Gina Carano punches someone, I expect them to go down. When she fights when she fights these Mandalorians who have trained their entire lives to be warriors, I expect her to be able to hold her own because she looks like she can. <laughs> and there's not, I mean, there definitely are other women out there, especially in the same world that she came from the wrestling world uh, that you could pluck from that have that, that similar thing. I mean, they casted another one in the Mandalorian, but it, I, I feel like that's like the biggest loss is that like, she was such a great female action hero that we had. Yeah. Um, and so that that's what really stinks. Now, do I think they will? I, I don't think they will. I don't think they'll recast her. Um,
1: I think it's yeah.
0: I just I and I, and I think it goes to what I've been saying that it's kind of the way a lot of people think nowadays that like you can't recast characters unless you there, reboot, unless you unless you reboot a franchise, you can't recast them. It doesn't um, happen
1: often enough for us to really have a yeah. mindset that you can. Like we're we're. Nowadays with big I, franchises,
0: I don't agree with that. But uh,
1: I mean, I can't think of too many. Cha- I
0: mean, James Bond <laughs> is entirely built to be recasted. Sure, but I'd say that's um, a separate. Aaron thing, Howard was recasted. Edward Norton was recasted. I was going to was gonna point to that. Um, so, so I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. But that's that's um, two that's
1: two examples, and then James Bond, which I count as separately and separate entirely, because right. um, we just expect that. But other than that. Knowing a, a single, like if they had
0: recast another uh, jo- Johnny Depp was recasted, yes. So there you go. And so I, I guess I like, a few. I like to believe at the beginning that Colin Farrell was all in and it wasn't just going to be a Johnny Depp turn. And then they had a discussion and were like, Yeah, let's switch it up but show it in this movie so it seems like it's story related. Maybe, um, <laughs> but I uh, I, I mean, I have no knowledge about that whatsoever, but uh, <laughs> i think you're probably right though that i think they they
1: won't recast i
0: think they won't and, and they'll rewrite it, the narrative and even though i really like gina carano's cartoon, the only reason why i kind of want them to is because i want to see more of that character right i want the character to continue i mean we ended season two in that room on the star destroyer is she just not gonna be there now <laughs> oh, she, she was walking around and slipped out in a, a, an escape pod or something. And it's like, oh, she didn't even say goodbye. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that was that. Um, now, I will say the plus, the, the potential plus side of not recasting, of not killing off kind of thing, of, of not doing any of that. There is this small potential that I don't actually think will happen, but the potential exists that a year from now, Let's take a year from now. Maybe people are a little less hot and heavy about things. They've given time. Remember, James Gunn was fired and he's coming back. Right. Now, it's not exactly the same thing. There are a lot of differences in the cases. But maybe a year from now, the the two, the Disney uh, Lucasfilm and Gina Carano talk. And they decide, yeah, maybe let's come back. Maybe let's bring you back. I don't know. Um, Maybe, but yeah. Uh, that being said, uh, I, yeah. Uh, let, let's move on to this next Star Wars story. We're still talking about Star Wars. Um, it's kind of two two downers for Star Wars. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> why is why is it a downer? Uh, uh they have attached to it. Why, why don't you read the, the the article? And no, just the headline really, but great,
2: <laughs> Ryan Ryan. Yep. Yeah, yep. Ryan Johnson trilogy. This one
0: is spelled correctly. We we had a lot of spelling errors last week. Uh, I was having a field day finding spelling errors in these <laughs> articles. <laughs> um but yeah. So, so why
2: do we not like Ryan?
0: I mean, I'm not gonna say we okay. don't. I I personally I, I like Ryan Johnson as a director. I don't like him as a Star Wars director. <laughs> yes. Or um, or maybe it's even just telling someone else's story, which we should probably say the name of the article
1: so people know that yeah. what this is talking about.
0: Um so Ryan Johnson's Star
1: Wars trilogy is reportedly still in the works. It's it's not been cancelled behind our backs.
0: <laughs> right. Um Yeah, so this comes from a tweet uh Fra what is she what, what is she a reporter from? I, I thought it was in here. I guess not. Um, in an interview, uh, J- uh, Ryan Johnson confirmed that the Star Wars his Star Wars trilogy in particular is still on. There are no dates or timelines because he's busy with other things. Uh, now this is interesting. this is interesting. We haven't heard about this thing for like two or three years. Um, so I think a lot of us just figured, well, they just quietly scrubbed it under the rug. The last, Um,
1: we had heard about this was when I believe at least at the time, and I've, I've matured as a person, uh, but we, we were upset with it. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy had given Ryan Johnson this trilogy. Well,
0: it was absolutely crazy because it was in the heat of the moment. Like, if you announce this now, maybe it doesn't necessarily get the reaction it did then. Right. A little bit of time has passed. But it was, it was like two weeks. It was either two weeks before or two weeks after The Last Jedi came out. And so Taylor, Ryan Johnson is the director of The Last Jedi.
2: Yeah, Last Jedi.
0: And The Last Jedi immediately was super controversial. It still is a pretty controversial Star Wars movie. Uh, there are people that are ride or die last Jedi. Um, But like, and so it was just so, so, so even, even if you liked it, I feel like, even though you, you're like, even if you like the last Jedi, you like Ryan Johnson's take on star Wars. You still got to ask yourself though. Yeah. Even though I like it, it was still pretty (laughs) controversial for other people. It's not like it was like, 90% liked it 10% didn't that's not a controversial movie it's pretty split (laughs) um on people's like and dislike of this movie uh and they and a lot of people were very vocal about that and so it was such a weird announcement that it was like why would you give this guy more right away now clearly it hasn't been right away because we're two or three years since that those comments but uh why would you make the announcement right away while everyone's very undecided about Ryan Johnson's "Star Wars? Uh, now, there, there was a lot of unfounded complaints about it that like Ryan Johnson's just a terrible director, which is absolutely wrong. <laughs> and despite me not liking the Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson's a fantastic director. <laughs> uh, he hasn't
2: done too many projects.
0: Right, but a lot of the uh, he does are very.
2: He
1: does interesting, good works. Are it's very just interesting. His uh, take on a franchise didn't go so
0: well. He did *Knives Out*, which I really like. Uh, he did *Looper*, which I know a lot of other people like. There are. I like the first half of it. Looper's uh, a fun take. <laughs> and it, the the last half is very interesting. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm just not. I I to this day I haven't decided how I feel about because it it's so interesting. I'm just like whoa i just wasn't expecting that at all (laughs) like yeah it it was it was earth shattering to me um but yeah i mean do we know when this trilogy is taking place arrow eyes we don't know anything about it which kind of leads me to believe that like maybe it was canceled and nobody told him (laughs) (laughs) or something (laughs) (laughs) um now, did he, he respond on Twitter? Where he's just like, well, it was his, it was his lines. It was Ryan Johnson okay. that, that confirmed that it's still on. It kind of makes me wonder where he's just like, well, we talked a year ago about this, and it it was still a go. And they haven't told me since. <laughs> right. So so think, it's like, he's not lying. Do you think uh, Disney
1: was just like, if we don't talk about it again, he'll forget?
0: <laughs> no, they know he wouldn't forget. yeah, but- yeah. yeah. they're like maybe a lot of fans will and then maybe they'll either come around to the idea of it which i don't i don't know if i'm against ryan johnson still being involved in star wars because it's like i
1: think if he had an entirely different his own separate little area to work with all new characters all new story not all new but like new cinematically
0: right um, right, just like yeah yeah
1: it's not connected to the skywalker saga which apparently we're still in um (laughs) then I, I think I'd be fine with that because that way at least his trilogy would be totally consistent
0: right to me I'm with that I, I'm definitely with that idea I, if I don't necessarily have any interest in him being involved in something else with the Skywalker <laughs> saga but because clearly he has sh- not shown that he doesn't necessarily well in my opinion um I don't think he handled certain characters the best way um, right. but I mean, his his take on this huge high fantasy genre could be great though. Um, It
1: definitely could. And I mean, again, if it's a different tone, if it doesn't have to be totally consistent with the rest of Skywalker saga with, with any sort of trilogy, it's, it's all new storytelling. And so I think that's something that Star Wars could really do is there's just so much that they could tell so many stories that they could show that they don't all have to be the same. There could be different, ish genres of of story different tones right. and movie um and yeah i mean i'm if it's not connected to the skywalker saga in any way not the same time frame it's i, I like that the most and i think i'd be willing to
0: now i don't know. Like, like like i have, have any right. say in the matter <laughs> right. <you do> <laughs> I'm but, not, uh, ryan i'm sorry <laughs> yeah. um, i'm just not letting you do this man I, don't, I gotta say though star wars is like one of the few things and it's just because like I grew up rewatching the prequels every day kind of thing. And even the original trilogy as well. Just oh, like oh, the original trilogy. every day, just rewatching star Wars kind of mm-hmm. that. Like, I don't know to me, star Wars like does have to maintain its genre. I don't want to see a different genre in it okay. in star Wars. And like, I, I know like, it's weird because I definitely like the the differing genres that like the MCU has tapped into um, and superhero movies have tapped into. Logan is a fantastic Western um, and stuff like that. So it, it's weird. Cause I, I like it when the things that are very franchisey do tap into multiple genres,
1: but you don't want this, one but so. I
0: don't want star Wars to. And I, I guess that's the weird thing about star Wars for us all is that like, we all have our own idea of star Wars and star
2: Wars <laughs> has a star Wars feel.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like there, there's not, there's nothing really that feels like star Wars. And so if you start changing genres on us,
1: <laughs> star Wars doesn't feel like star Wars.
0: If You start changing zo- genres on us. I don't know if I'm into it anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's no, definitely If you're, I'm
0: still going to try it for
1: sure. I'm not going to say, I'm not even going to try it. Like, I think a good I think a good uh, example to point to, to in favor of your argument is um, I believe Star Wars Resistance is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, where they did they tried a little bit different storytelling, and I don't know if it, I mean there are people that like it, but I know I haven't had a chance to watch it, and I know you weren't the biggest fan of it.
0: I only watched two episodes, so so maybe it, it takes improves, longer to get into tension. Maybe it yeah. improves. And there's, like, a lot of things that are like Star Wars Resistance. Um, Star Wars Forces of Destiny, I think, are very shorts. They're, like, okay. three minutes long. And, and that also... They they had such specific goals in mind with both those shows that Resistance was supposed to be the uh, the Star Wars show for children. Uh, Force of Destiny was supposed to be the Star Wars show for girls, I think. Um, very young girls, but... Uh, and to me I was just like no Star Wars should be for everyone and if you feel like it's not let's try and fit that into the tone that Star Wars currently is but you shouldn't let's, have to like choose let's not a demographic. change Star Wars to fit specific targeted audiences let's try and appease those targeted audiences within what we've already created that's deep um and maybe that's a lot harder than it sounds um I'm not a writer, a filmmaker, but uh that that's where my mind is at okay because it's like if you change it too much, is the Star Wars then people like the same Star Wars that I liked kind of thing? <laughs> does it mean anything anymore? Um, but but I do think there's there's room to like lean probably into because uh, I'm not saying I want every story to feel the exact same way but like cause like, like I said I think there's plenty of room for a space cop show but you still have to fit kind of those western samurai tones of things of, of decision making of somewhat character choices um but I don't know that, that's my opinion on it um yeah it, it's kind of weird uh that we it was out of the blue we heard this news um uh, i mean cool <laughs> right <laughs> uh like, if we actually get it i guess we can have opinions then uh but this right now we're just it sounds off. like it's still very much in the air right uh,
2: um where are we at we are on oh sorry the so i don't know how to actually say this correctly but is it cruella i think it's cruella Cruella. That's what I thought. Cruella.
0: Yeah. Really? It should be Cruella, right? Cause it's supposed to be the word cruel.
2: Yeah. Uh, but I guess cruella English Deville? is weird. Yeah. So
0: it's about Cruella DeVille. Cruella DeVille. Cause and, she's British.
2: Um, <laughs> so it's, it's actually cruella. the, this trailer looks amazing. I just want to say this movie looks really, really, really good. And the comments on it are so funny saying that, uh, this is Disney's the Joker. <laughs> like if I Disney's, don't agree with that if Disney's <laughs> made the Joker, but like, uh but I think someone else in the comments said it even more accurate, which is Cruella is Disney's Harley Quinn. And I'm like, I think I got a lot of vibes of that. Like I got, I got like, i mean, someone, definitely in color
0: palette. <laughs> if we're going to well,
2: go with that even like behavior, like she seems psychotic and she's crawling. She's like grabbing for power and she's way. always been that way. Right. Like, <laughs> no, but what I mean is just like artistically. Like yeah. it, it feels almost like a uh it feel like watching the trailer I was like I feel like this has the same energy that like the Harley Quinn movie had. Uh but um it, it looks really good and I'm excited to see uh Is it Emma Stone?
0: Yeah, yeah Emma Stone. Um I got I got to say I wasn't entirely sure about this movie, but yeah, watching the trailer <gasps> i did get excited for it. i was
2: like "Ooh, this looks pretty good i do want to say i don't know if disney's has done this before but their their splash screen where the prince uh the castle is grayed out and the logo or the word disney yeah. is in all red that was like i mm. think
0: i think they've started playing around with that as we're like getting into this new wave of different intro sequences which i think was spearheaded by superhero genre recently but uh yeah it definitely looked cool because of how different it looked so Mm
1: -hmm. coming from so i'm going to come from a completely different direction for this movie um with the release of uh, 101 dalmatians okay how how that one (laughs) how whenever that came out uh that absolutely destroyed the dalmatian breed like in, in dogs specifically, like because uh, everyone wanted them so badly, right. and so breeders started breeding them quickly, and you started getting worse genes in the dogs, and now the Dalmatian breed is is like a trash shoot. It's it's not great.
2: Yeah. um
1: I I really hope that doesn't do this again. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much Dalmatians are going to be portrayed. I, I know there's just like a few few scenes in this trailer. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to tell, and it doesn't even seem like necessarily a huge focus. It seems like it's very much her budding heads with that other lady, which is fine. Uh, it, it's over Dalmatians. I don't know, but which uh, is fine.
1: <laughs> I just don't want this to like have another Dalmatian craze where everyone wants to get a, a little Dalmatian puppy, and it starts yeah. ruining the breed even more. That's my take.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's a very uh, veterinary look at this. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give you a third different take. Uh, this didn't give me Joker vibes. This didn't give me, uh, what did you say? Disney's Harley Quinn. Um, to me, this is Disney's Maleficent. Do you know who Maleficent was made by Disney? (laughs) To me, this is Disney's Maleficent yet again. And Maleficent was a good movie. Don't get me wrong. It's just
1: like a less fantastical Maleficent.
0: (laughs) I liked Maleficent, but to me, it's the exact same, like core concept around a completely different story. (laughs) <laughs> We're taking a traditional Disney villain, putting her in this role because we don't know their origin story and spinning it off that she very much is the hero of her own story. But here's where things maybe went wrong along the way, which was mostly focused in Maleficent too. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I like Maleficent. So, so I hope I like Cruella, but uh yeah, it looks really good. Uh, but to me this is just like like it's weird that a bunch of people are comparing it to other things when there's something that the studio just made and is making more. Like um this goes into what we've been saying about the anti-hero of characters. Um Cruella very much looks like she she's bad, she's the villain, but no, I don't know. That other person looks pretty nefarious. You know? <laughs> Uh, so I, so we will have to find out to see if Cruella really is the villain, but to me, it looks like she's some sort of anti-hero, uh, that she, that this, she's bad, but this other woman is worse. Um, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and so we'll, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I think it looks a lot like Maleficent in structure.
1: I wasn't super excited about this when I first heard about it. Like I was like, why? Um, it, it definitely looks cool. It looks better than I was expecting.
0: Yeah, it's a good trailer.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, trailer. who knows? I mean, the justice or sorry, the, the suicide squad trailer was pretty good. So
0: <laughs> yeah, it always reminds us.
1: It does. Um, honestly, if it's a good movie, if, if people start being like, Hey, this is really good, I'll put it on my list and get to it when I can.
0: Right. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah uh yeah i'm definitely excited for it um and it's gonna be fun to see emma stone play a it, well it's interesting because both protagonist antagonists in this film are females which right. is really fun and interesting that like yeah like it's just the dynamic of like a, uh, yeah so I don't know. We I don't know anything about the story. So I guess we'll find out once we watch it. Um, there's is there a drop date yet for it? Or it's uh, May, yeah, right? yeah, it's
0: May. Um, okay, I have it written down somewhere. It's on our list to watch when it comes out. Okay, sweet. Nice.
2: Uh, um, May the end of it. <laughs> May twenty eighth. All right. Well, um, our next story is that, uh, unsurprisingly, WandaVision numbers are getting better, and not just getting better. Getting better by a lot?
1: Question so, mark. So, the the, art, the title of this article specifically says Disney Plus's WandaVision cast into top viewing spot worldwide. Isn't this only viewable in the United States?
0: No, it's the viewable anywhere that has Disney Plus. I thought Disney Plus was. No, thought... Disney Plus is pretty widespread now. It's not it totally, now? Okay. It's not totally worldwide. Okay. Um. But which really goes to show you how many people pirated The Mandalorian because certain parts of Europe—I don't know if all of Europe—but certain parts of Europe have Disney Plus. Okay. Um, Latin America, I think, recently got Disney Plus. Uh, I want to say that's true. Uh, I think India just got Disney Plus. Okay. Well, then. So again, it's not everyone, but uh, it's it's getting—it's getting getting more widespread. More than the United States. Okay. Uh, Cool cool but yeah so i mean this is pretty impressive um and the thing that's interesting is that like we were talking about this the other day with like cw shows is that like with batwoman that we're like typically season premiere of the show it'll hit its peak numbers on the premiere Mm -hmm. and then it kind of tapers off from there this show has done nothing but go up (laughs) yeah um and it's holding that number one spot for a couple of days, I think. Uh, let, let's see.
1: It's, it's held it since February yeah, so, 7th, I believe.
0: So it was bouncing between the numbers 7 and 35 worldwide. Um, and then eventually landed into number two or three uh, since the third episode a couple of weeks ago. And then two weeks ago, after episode five, uh, when Quicksilver was released um released. he was released <laughs> <laughs> released to the world
1: he was released from
0: um from
1: wherever yes yeah.
0: uh wherever Quicksil- hell, i guess wherever I quicksilvers go right <laughs> <laughs> um it became the number one series worldwide and remained there for a couple of days which is like pretty crazy because it's not like they're coming out with new episodes in those next few days you expect mm-hmm. it to be replaced but um, <laughs> uh, by shows that are having new episodes uh,
1: I think this is really important because this is showing that like a weekly release schedule. This is why it works. Yep. It's because it like if they had released all at once, we wouldn't have had this this like hype, this exposure. We like after after four hours or less than that, you'd be like, oh, there's Quicksilver, cool, he's shut up, <laughs> right? Uh, and then another hour and a half, two hours later, you'd be like, oh, that's cool, that's how that ended. But it's able to hold on to this for weeks.
0: I also think it's hitting a lot of those early naysayers that were going, this looks too weird for me. Um, And now people have been talking about it for five weeks. A lot of people haven't fallen off. And in fact, more people have hopped on. And so uh, those people are going, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I should give it a try.
1: Awesome. This is showing that like Marvel's able to put uh, out good shows.
0: And so which is, yeah, it's a great thing for the MCU because we, we were unsure about like, okay, well, they've done a really good job with movies. Hopefully that continues, but let's find out mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. if this this first one will have a big job to do about being good. Um, you know what's
1: kind of, not sucks, but what's kind of annoying or difficult is that uh, this is such a high standard for every other show that they put out.
0: No, I disagree. <laughs> Maybe. I, I mean, I, de- I definitely for some people, it, it'll be a high standard. Uh, but I feel like every Marvel movie, there there's an article written that goes, uh, if this had flopped, though, people would have dropped off. And it's like, I don't know, though. They've earned a lot of goodwill. They have. Like, I feel like they're allowed some mistakes, and they haven't made that many. And I mean, like the the big arguments for mistakes point back to Guardians 2, which is like uh, five years ago, uh, back in 2016, yeah. maybe it was 2017. Yeah, I think it was 2017. Um, so Guardians 2, there's a decent amount of the fan base that think that's a, a weaker film. Um, and then before that, it's really Thor 2 and maybe Iron Man 3. And if you really point, if you, if you look at that specific uh, year, kind of right after Avengers, right? It's kind of a similar case we are now, is Marvel's got a ton of goodwill. They made Avengers. It was a huge hit. And then Iron Man 3 comes out, and it's not super popular amongst the fans. But then Captain America Winter Soldier comes out, and that movie's very popular amongst the fans. But then Thor The Dark World comes out, and it's not very (laughs) popular amongst the fans. And so it becomes this two and two for the most recent four films, you know? It becomes this 2-2, two two, but it still has the goodwill that people are like, what the heck is Guardians of the Galaxy? No one should go see this. And yet, that movie does spectacularly, smash now, it. And it's a great movie. So it's like, I don't know. Uh, I, I think it was, it was okay. Um, I think it'll be okay. But, yeah. I mean, based on the trailers, they all look pretty good, these next few...
2: Yeah.
1: What do we have next? Uh,
2: The next one is uh, Black Widow. We might see Black Widow in theaters, which is a movie I really want to see in theaters. Um, I'm not, I mean, I like theater. I like going to the theater, and there's not many movies. Well, but there's not many movies that I don't mind just watching at the house on uh, Josh's 4K TV. So, (laughs) Um, but Black Widow is one that I really, really want to see in theater because I know that music is going to be so good and like, just like the intensity of it's going to be really cool. Um, so, uh, but yeah, right now it looks like it's going to stay in theaters from what we know. Um, which is good.
0: Yeah. That's exciting for, for those of us that want the theatrical exhibition to still exist in the future. Uh, (laughs) Um, I, am excited for that. Uh, additionally, The mere fact that they're still talking about it and not talking about it in the vein of delays Mm -hmm. uh, is an exciting thing. And again, everyone's going to have to decide for themselves if they feel safe going to the theater whenever any movie comes out Mm -hmm. Uh, really for anything, whether you feel safe to leave your house, but, uh, but I'm excited for it. Um, Again, I don't live with people in a risk group, so I know, I'll be able to see it when it does come out, if it comes out. Um, that being said, uh, there are some hopeful outlooks. Um, I know I think close to, or maybe even over 50 million people in the United States have already been vaccinated. Um, hopefully those numbers continue to, to go up and hopefully the vaccine continues to work sites. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, because that, that'll only mean we get these movies sooner. Um, obviously, that's not the biggest thing that means. But right. uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're here talking about movies. And as far as movies go, uh, COVID is a big limiter on movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the closer we get to the elimination, not the elimination, but uh, the management of COVID, uh, the closer we are to seeing movies again in theaters. And maybe this will be one of them. I mean, this is kind of uh, looking at the list. Mm, yeah this is kind of the biggest movie that will be potentially exclusively theatrical there's a which lot is kind of crazy a lot of caveats in that but um, <laughs> uh, yeah biggest movie exclusively theatrical uh to be the first one uh in 2021 uh yeah Yeah, there's a big movie for that. I mean, a potential billion-dollar hit. Uh, So we'll we'll have to find out if uh, theaters can meet the demand Um, and also if that demand even is there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah.
2: Um, So our next one is that uh, Captain Marvel 2 gets a villain, uh, but we don't know what that villain is.
0: Right, so we just got the casting.
1: We uh, found out that Zaw Ashen has been tapped to play the villain. In the is that movie?
0: how you say her name?
1: I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh, man, I was going to say it wrong. I, I did a little thing. bit of Googling. I okay. found,
1: found out a pronunciation for it. That's the one I went with. If it's wrong, I sincerely apologize. Good uh, on you. I lied to me.
0: I always wait for people to correct me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like to try and get it right the first time because I don't like to do that. Um, yeah. This is interesting. So uh, I, I remember you were talking a bit about this, that you have an idea of who this could possibly be. I do be. have I an
0: idea. I do have an idea. What, what do so, you got? So the the buzz around Captain Marvel 2. We know that Monica Rambeau will be in it. We know that Captain Marvel will be in it. We know that... Uh, I would hope. Uh, ...Miss Marvel will be in this movie. That Kevin Feige has even said that Captain Marvel 2 will be on the scale of Civil War potential for other heroes to be in this Uh, maybe Nick Fury maybe uh, Talos which I I expect the secret invasion storyline and the Miss Mar in the the same way that I talked about um, WandaVision Spider-Man 3 and Doctor Strange 2 kind of being this triangle of films I would say Miss Marvel uh, Secret Invasion and Captain Marvel 2 are another triangle
2: Mm -hmm. um,
0: that are very closely related in whatever story they're telling uh and that being said i think that name secret invasion is the most important one there and secret invasion is a comic book story where the scrolls replace a lot of people on earth including superheroes and it's a secret because they can shape shift into humans and we don't know they're there mm-hmm. so thinking that captain marvel 2 is continuing that story uh i think she will be playing i totally forgot the name after all that build up um the Skrull queen starts with a v uh the v- can't think Veronk? Veranke. It. Veranc- yeah it's like Veranke.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's why i forgot it because it's not super intuitive not, <laughs> not english um but yeah so the Skrull queen Veranke, who i think kind of actually even looks like her um, but that, that's who I think they're picking as a villain. And if they are going down the secret invasion storyline, maybe we have different scroll factions, um, which do give me evil scrolls that I've been wanting because I was, that was one of my big disappointments about Captain Marvel. Um, and then also I even heard this one theory the other day that I was like, Oh man, that's perfect. I'm so into this is what if, when everyone's getting blipped back, what if some people immediately get kidnapped Ooh. and replaced with scrolls?
1: Interesting. Um, something In that I just, all
0: of that chaos.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, as we saw within just one single hospital, there was a lot of chaos. Ton so of chaos. Across the whole world, they, that definitely leaves the opportunity for that. Uh, I did find out something interesting uh, due to that quick uh, Google search that another notable alias of hers is Spider Woman. Specifically, Jessica Drew's Spider-Woman.
0: Right, because that's who she, she uh, shapeshifted as. Yeah, Exactly.
1: Yeah. Which we are potentially getting that movie here coming out soon. Coincidence? What's, what's that, like, gif of uh, I think not. Incredibles? Yeah. I think
2: not. Love that guy. Um, uh,
0: but yeah, this
1: is really cool. I think you have good a, a good theory there. Uh, especially with the uh, Secret Invasion storyline coming up.
0: Yeah, I, I have no knowledge like of it so whatsoever, did. but that, that's where I'd lean. Um, you, who knows? Maybe think- she's playing Super Scroll. Maybe she's playing some other non-Scroll character. What if she's playing someone of the Shi'ar Empire? Do you know the implications of what that could be? So many X-Men connections there. Um, do you think that
1: they will release a majority of this movie like they did with the first one? No. before actual release
0: i mean it's got different directors now they they've maybe learned their lesson um hopefully i don't know i mean i mean the movie trailers we've gotten since captain marvel have been pretty good um and if we were thinking that they had to tell us so much because it's a, a female superhero movie so they had to get us on board if that's what they were thinking they, didn't, they don't appear to have made the same mistakes with the Black Widow trailer necessarily. Very true. Now, so. now, maybe after we see the movie, we go, oh, a lot of that was in the trailer. Right. right. Uh-huh. We don't really know the, the full length like, of the story so far. At least like we know like maybe
1: the first third, maybe first half.
0: But I know you and I watched the Captain Marvel trailer and immediately talked to each other and had the exact same thoughts. <laughs> like almost down to like the minute. We were just like, this is the first act, second act, third act. And it was almost the exact same. Uh, and then it was pretty close to what happened. But the Black Widow trailer, <laughs> you and I have been arguing a lot about what's going on. With Black <laughs> trailer. So uh, we're not quite sure about that one. Uh, and so I, I feel pretty good about that one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, hopefully they learned their lesson. Hopefully it's a good, solid trailer like Cruella is, because Cruella is a great trailer. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's where the last we're of our stories. On, on time here we we all got to get going uh so i want to thank you all for listening to us go ahead and find us rate review subscribe wherever you your preferences um next week we are watching uh ian it looks like you want to say something while i look this up
1: nope i'm good Uh, i was just gonna remind you to tell him what
0: you're watching next week appreciate it next week taylor will be really excited about this because he's seen this one before uh, since we can't do Justice League this week, we're going to do that Justice League with Zack Snyder's Justice League so we can get a nice comparison there. Uh, I'm gonna make it a point to see that one. I am watching <laughs> uh, A Quiet Place for the first time. Mm. Uh, Taylor really likes this movie. Um, and I've heard a lot of good things about it. I'm really uh, excited to see what you think. I'm really excited to have be scared. <laughs> uh, we shall see, though. Uh, cause a lot of the pitches I heard now, now I like signs. I'm one of the few people that like signs, but a lot of the pitches I heard, I was like, is it just signs? Uh, <laughs> uh, so we'll see, we'll see what my actual opinion is after watching. It. So a quiet place next week on Wednesday, 5. PM Eastern time. Also this Saturday, WandaVision episode seven at, uh, noon Eastern time. Uh, we'll be there. Hopefully you join us, join the conversation, share your theories because this show is nuts. And, oh man, what, what's going to happen on Friday? We're all excited. Uh, so, thanks for tuning in with us, Taylor, Ian. Thank you, as always. Happy to be here. Thank
2: you. Appreciate it.
0: And I'm Joshua Troop. This is a unanimous decision. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>